Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey friends, welcome back here to campus of Trade Show University. And we are here, part two, <laughs> with my friend here, Reginald Ferguson. Reginald, who is the owner, founder of New York Fashion Geek and The Groomsman. Two similar businesses with completely different markets. If you listen to last week's episode, we we talked with him before he went, went to the trade show. He was going to his, to his very first bigger trade show and wanted to make sure he was set up for success. So we talked about some things and got his plans and his goals and and what he was doing and and tossed around some ideas back and forth. And I think he made a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks. And now we're here to talk about what happened because the show was just two days ago, literally two days ago. So this information is fresh in his mind. And I'm so happy to have him back on. Reginald, welcome back to Trade Show U. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. The campus hasn't changed. <laughs> no, no, it's always good. It's always good. And it's always growing and expanding. So we'll have to, we'll have to get you over to the other, other wings of the campus. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the co-eds? That's all I want to know. Where are the co-eds? This is ridiculous. I thought this was, I thought this wasn't a boy's school. I don't understand. <laughs> Today is just a boy's school, but oh man. <laughs> But I'm really happy to have you on. And, and you. like, you know, we had, we had talked a couple of weeks ago. We got on and we recorded that episode and we talked about that show coming up. So for those who haven't heard it, or let's give everybody a quick refresher as to give us the, the show that you went to and a little some particulars about the show, first of all. And who, who was attending that show? Yeah, so first of all... It was the New Jersey Bridal Expo in Edison, New Jersey, at their convention center. So it was a very large show, particularly for me. My previous show experience was a very small boutique event that was literally in the neighborhood next to me. And yeah. this, radically different. I actually got the tally today from the salesperson from ACS because ACS American Consumer Shows runs this runs this enterprise. Twenty one hundred brides. Wow, even yeah. more than you thought. Yeah, be, well, the the number I had gotten around a month ago, and I never asked for follow up at that okay. time. I believe was thirteen or fifteen hundred. Okay. So yeah, so the tally yeah. I got today was like. 2117 or something like that. Wow. Fantastic. So good. Yeah. And, and, and that was reflected in, in the people that you saw there. You saw, you thought it was well attended, good traffic. I do. It was nothing for me. Well, I guess it was something for me to compare to in terms of my smaller show. Mm -hmm. I felt that it was a steady flow to be candid. I wasn't as attentive about that 
in comparison to my photographer videographer who okay. really i think was you know i'm i'm trying to have transactions and he's yeah. he's chronicling so i think with the chronicling there's an observation that he had that i did not and he said around the show was from 12 to 5 he said around 12:30 for the following 90 minutes it was just solid in terms of traffic okay and then after that it subsided a bit but we were never in the weeds so to speak okay but it was just it was just steady it That's was steady great. and there were times that i was talking to someone and someone either patiently waited for me i never rushed though as we talked about certainly mm -hmm. tried to get him in and get him out i wasn't yeah. about a superfluous i mean not a superfluous an extremely long conversation i lost the word that i wanted to use. <laughs> no so a loquacious a loquacious conversation that was the word but there were some times that individuals would just kind of wrap around and grab a flyer and grab a postcard grab a business card mm -hmm. grab a candy Seriously. so <laughs> so there were believe me when you're in those moments and i know this is for yourself and everyone who's listening you're not going to be able to get everyone you want to get everyone. And for me specifically, when I saw guys and I wasn't able to get their attention, it hurt my heart because uh, okay. I knew they needed me. And obviously I was just as attentive to the females in the audience for very obvious reasons. But anytime I saw a guy, because you don't know my approach, but literally some muscle memory kicked in from the previous show I did last year mm -hmm. that I keep on referencing. And I would see a guy, and if I got his, if I got the eye contact, I said, bro, come over here. You need my help. And <laughs> that often was a lead-in, and they would just start chuckling, and they'd come on over. I want everyone who's listening to to listen. To, you may even want to hit, hit the rewind button and listen to that again. And what I want you to take away is Reginald's confidence, not just his confidence, his his. 100% knowing that he's got what they need. How many of us that I've seen people that are so timid, they're kind of wishy-washy, they talk to people and, and they're like, well, maybe you might. And it's like, no, you've got to know that your business, your product, your service is exactly what that person needs if they are your target audience. If they're not, then obviously it's a different conversation, but you've got to have that confidence with everybody until they disqualify themselves. And I love that, that you have that because that is going to just bring more people toward you naturally because of that confidence without even saying anything, they're going to know they're going to know. But now once you open your mouth and you start telling them those things, they're going to be drawn to you even more. So I hope people got that out of it. And if you didn't, hopefully you did just now, <laughs> but well, thank that, you. I mean, that's, that's awesome. very kind of you. Thank you. No. Yeah. My, my number two, and I'd like to actually say her name, Tiffany Minato Schreiber, in which without her, this show, for me, doesn't exist. And uh, Tiffany, when you get to listen to this, just know how much I love you, you know, as a friend and as a business professional. The point is, she's from the South. She's originally from North Carolina. And uh, she said to my number three, aka the photographer, she said, Ridge isn't short, because I'm 6'2". Ridge isn't short, and he isn't short on confidence. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You gotta gotta be no matter what you're no matter how tall you are, you've got to have that confidence of a six foot eight 
person. <laughs> <laughs> Confidence of a giant. Let's put it that way. And, and you will bring more people to you. That's fantastic. So let's talk about one thing that we talked about in the last episode when we, we had that the coaching session was bringing people into you by asking specific questions. We suggested some tweaks to that. How did, did you make some tweaks and how did that work for you? We did make tweaks and I created a sales script and we had a sales meeting on the sales floor, AKA the convention center, the, the morning of, so we got there a little bit before 11 and doors open at 12. So I reviewed it with the team and I also texted it to them. I told them to make it their own. Mm -hmm. And even what I did earlier, you know, that I just, you know, referenced was again, hearkening back from the previous show, meaning that it's not that I threw away my own script, but if I saw you, I mean, even the ladies too, every, every person who was there was a potential customer for me. Yeah. Because, because the way we scripted it, just to let you know, the script read, I, excuse me, would you like to look your best at your wedding? That was the initial line. Okay. I don't think a lot of times we, we actually articulated that, but what we did make sure to make abundantly clear is that for the ladies specifically, we're going to help you look your best by helping the groom look his best. There you go. I love that. That's outstanding. So how did that work in bringing people into deeper conversations? I think it worked. I think it worked well. I think it did. And then I told you oftentimes when I wasn't engaging with people, which hopefully you and the audience sense comes very naturally for me. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing that happened often. And I don't know if it happened at the other booths, but for the guys, the guys got the, they got the brother handshake and they got the hug. And every once in a while, I got to hug a lady. You know, I hugged a mom because I said to her, I said, how you how you feeling about all this? So I really tried to engage people. I, I got a bear hug from a bear of a man because <laughs> he currently lives in Jersey, but is originally from Forest Hills. And I said, did you go to Forest Hills High? He said, yeah. He said, where'd you go to high school? And I told him I went to Our Savior. He said, that's up in the Bronx. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, your team used to kick our ass. I said, yeah, I was probably, I was probably part of that. <laughs> so I think it's really about trying to make the connection, you know, whenever you can. And I'm very laid back, but on those moments, I'm very much on. And, you know, I think giving the handshake and giving the hug, you know, to the bro, so to speak, but also to the ladies, let, just letting everyone know and understand that they're in good hands if they decide to work with me, that I will take care of them, that I can be trusted, that I will tell you what I can do, but more importantly, I will tell you what I cannot do. There was, there was a gay couple that approached me and like a lot of people, but they specifically, they had Instagram photos at the ready about what they were looking for. Okay. And I looked at it and I just went <laughs> and I said to them, I said, I'm not sure if I can do this. I said, but 
I will let you know if I can't. I said, if you send me the, if we work together, you send me those images, I'll send them to my factory and we'll see what we can do. Cause there were very elaborate setups. Okay. And I think they appreciated that. Absolutely. You know, also that I just welcomed them. Right. So, and they even said, they started, one of them said, our stuff is a little extra. And I went, bro, I'm from New York. What's extra? <laughs> right. <laughs> extra is my middle name, right? <laughs> it's just sales is handling the objection. That's how I was trained in it. So you just want to engage in everyone. You want to make them feel comfortable. You want to make them feel loved for that moment. It's a super day for them. It could be fraught with a lot of tension or frustration, but I don't want anyone coming to us and coming to our booth feeling that way. I want them leaving going, hey, we probably should revisit with those guys. And I think also the booth, you know, Tiffany created an environment and I showed you a photo yeah. ahead of time just to let you know what was going on. And you gave it the thumbs up and we received compliments on our booth. Now, listen, there are other concerns were probably bigger and more elaborate things. But I believe, and I didn't really work the floor to be candid because I was too busy being the face of the business. I think we were in the top quarter of booths. I don't think there was any question about that. And the fact that this was our first one, her first one, people complimented us. And anytime I got that compliment, I relayed it to her. Because the one thing I want to convey to anyone who's listening is that you never walk alone. I may be the face of this business, but you helped me, Jim. My friends helped me. Heck, a friend of mine helped me for us to connect, you and I. So you never walk alone. That's so important. So important. And glad to hear that. Overall, it was a, a positive experience and, and you got good good feedback on the design itself. And I'll have to for whoever's on our weekly newsletter, I'll be sure to drop a picture of the booth that the Reginald sent to me so you get an idea of of the brand uh, that he is portraying and and how well he did it. So in, in my opinion, I think he did just a fantastic job in, in the branding. And obviously his number two was was key to that. And it is so true. And I and I've I have a whole episode on and this is not just from a design standpoint, but if you're ever working a trade show by yourself, my number one rule is don't. <laughs> right. Don't. You saw my eyes. I know we're yeah. gonna do video here. I just yeah. like, what? Yeah. There's no, no there's way. there's a there's a lot of a lot of people that and maybe not in a big show like that, but I have seen it as well. And even at a big show, one person will be there by themselves and they're by the end they're overwhelmed. And there's so much to do, so many logistics. Is just even if you're a one, if even if you're a solopreneur, you're the only person in your company like Reginald did grab somebody uh, grab call a friend call a colleague call a vendor a business partner somebody who you say hey would you be willing to invest a day help me out at this show i'll have everything ready you just show up and help me to greet people we'll i'll give you a script and everything but take some of that burden off of yourself and it's going to just create so much better chances for better results overall so there and i have a whole whole episode on that i'll have to drop that in the show notes i'll have to dig that one up but there's a whole episode about what to do if you are by yourself and, and some tips on that 
but you were not by yourself. So at the end of it, you had, let's go back to something that you and I talked about before we even hit record today. And that was, you said you had the opportunity to come in a day early and get set up. And everybody had that opportunity, but you said not very many did do that. But uh, tell me why you chose to do that and how that worked out. Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, the main reason that we did it is that my number two, a.k.a. the boss, Tiffany Minotaur Shriver, said that we were going to do it. But it also just, (laughs) just made sense. So we needed two vehicles to transport our booth. We had, let's see, we had two etages, we had a six-foot table, and then we had a desk. So essentially, you're talking about four tables, right? And north, south, east, west, just envision it that way. So 12, 6, 3, and 9. We get there, and it's just, it's probably no more than like seven or eight vendors that moved in on Saturday out of 135 for the individuals that we saw the following day. My immediate question was how early did they get there? Because I think it makes sense to break it up into chunks. For example, Tiffany forgot something. It wasn't a big deal, but she forgot something. So if we just did that in one day, there's no comeback. (laughs) Right. But right. But, but Saturday, loading up, realizing that, oh, I left one thing. Okay. Well, on Sunday, we <laughs> that gets eradicated. Also, I think the benefit of doing it a day ahead is if you're there on Sunday, and I don't know what time these individuals came prior to start time, that just makes a very, very long day. And and I had to be sensitive to Tiffany's wherewithal physically. So I, you know, I needed to make sure that she was in the best shape possible. And that wouldn't have happened if we did it all in one day and the stress would have been too much. So it's pleasant to just go there on your own on a Saturday and you do your thing. We taped up our rug. We were the only, just to let you know, in the vicinity, we were the only booth that had a rug and a rug with padding ah, <laughs> underneath. There you go. That's a key. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. First of all, the rug certainly was for decor for the booth, but it mm-hmm. served two purposes, obviously, because I wanted to make sure that we all stood on the rug. Five hours on concrete. Oof. No way. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. But everyone else was doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I had on nice dress shoes with a French toe. I'm like, man. Bring on the rug. So <laughs> love it. But th- thanks for sharing that because you bring up so many great points. And and my advice to anybody, if you have an opportunity to go in the day early, oh my you, god, and you can do it, do it. Because it's absolutely going to re- it's gonna reduce your stress level by 80%, probably. Because you're gonna be able to take your time to do it do it right. If something isn't working or you forget something or you need to adjust in some way, you can play with it. Because sometimes if you have a new booth or a new setup like you did, you, this was all brand new, yes. you can get it set up and go, oh, shoot, you know, the way we originally envisioned it is not going to work with the flow. Let's move things around. It gives you that opportunity to do that instead of being stressed and, and having to do things at the last minute. 
So such, such great advice. And if you don't have that day before, get in as early as possible to give yourself that freedom, take that stress off your plate, get things done at a good leisurely pace. And if you forget something, you still have time to run and grab it or whatever you need to do. Just take that stress off your plate. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Let's no, absolutely. About, absolutely. Let's, let's talk about results. Let's talk about results. So going in, I think you said you had a goal of, was it 32? I want, 52? I want 36 orders. 36. Okay. By, by the end of this experience, which I guess that means, you know, 360 days later or something like that. <laughs> so we, so here's something that I'd like to add. We did all our signups electronically. Mm-hmm. I used an offline form intentionally on my big iPad Pro and my two counterparts did a online version of the form via the telephones. Okay. Between the two of them, they captured 32 individuals and myself, I captured 62, 61. Wow. So, yeah, actually 62. The reason why I fudged and said 61 is that one of the sign-ins was Tiffany being the guinea pig last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's see if this works. <laughs> so, so I got to tell your audience, I used a offline form through MailerLite, which coincidentally is a new email marketing provider. I switched providers in preparation for this show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he so obviously that takes a little preparation and and forth foresight as to okay, this is what we want to do at the show. We need to capture information. Can my current provider do this for me or not? And you made the decision that that was not the case, so you made you made that call. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you had, you came up with over 120, like 125 actual leads from the show. No, no, no. 90, 92 leads. 92, 92. leads. from Yeah. 92. Oh, okay. They had two on my own and around and 30. Combined. Okay. Yeah, I combined. thought it was 30, 31 each. Okay. Yeah. So oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. 32 between the two Got of it. them. Okay. So, so, so still, yeah. 90. And so those you would say. They were fully qualified and are actual possible leads. Yes, correct. Awesome. Awesome. So that is, that's a a great number. So if you can close, you know, close to a third of those, you'll be right at your 36, right? Yes, that's correct. Now, in addition for you in the audience to, to know and be aware of on Thursday, I will be receiving, I presume an Excel sheet of all the attendees or at least all the brides okay so you can see it on my face oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like load them up because i want to make everyone be aware that nine o'clock monday morning those 92 contacts were uploaded and then i pulled the switch so to speak to start a drip campaign So those 92 individuals got a welcome email. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, as of this morning, I have a 72% open rate. That's amazing. That's a very, very high open rate. 
very it's, high. It's the highest I've ever had. I, my <laughs> newsletters don't get that type of traction. So I am hoping that when I get the Excel sheet and I upload that, if I can come close to that number. But the point is, everything is automated. I created a drip campaign. They will go into different groups, different funnels. Let's say the group that doesn't do anything, I'll have them. And then 30 days later, I'm going to do a resend to them. But anyone else, yeah, it's you know three days, three days. It's a three-step, essentially a three-step drip campaign. So, you know, I'm here, to, I'm here to win. I cannot afford to lose any potential lead. This is a very serious endeavor for me. And the people at the trade show think I'm going to do well, but they're not doing the work. I have to make sure I do well. So the novelty of my business it speaks for itself. Just to let you know in the audience, Men's Warehouse, unbeknownst to me, did walk over to my booth and they asked for my card. So, but no, I mean, data, data is really important and I'm no data savant, but I certainly know that I have to hold up my end and hold up my end is through email marketing. Great point. The follow-up you had done or had planned in advance. So you knew yes. what was going to happen for all those people that you had connections with at the show. Such a key point for everyone listening. Make sure you have that follow-up plan set in stone before the show because so many companies, especially if you're a smaller company, you go back to the office you go back that next day and you're swamped with all of these other emails and calls that have come in from your day-to-day -day business and the and you put off following up until you have an opportunity and sometimes that opportunity never happens and you lose so many great opportunities that came from that show. But when you start that follow-up right away and you've got a plan, this is just awesome to hear 72% open rate <laughs> on the email campaign is just outstanding, but you've Thank captured you. their information. So you'll be able to, you know, continue to follow up with them in other ways as well. And now you're going to be having a whole nother list, the, the master list where you can make those connections one more time and reach out to maybe people that did not stop. And you also have to think about, you know, I I've done a lot of work over the years in B2B big industry shows where they might have lead times, you know, they might not be in the buying cycle right now, but at a bridal show, they're in the buying cycle. That's why they're there. They're there to find vendors or finding who am I going to use for my wedding? So such critical importance to make sure that you are following up in a timely, timely manner. Do not let days go by because every day that goes by, you're giving your your competitor another opportunity to sneak in and, and grab that sale from you. So great stuff there. So just for, from your, your thoughts, what is there anything that you would do differently next time? Yeah, I think everyone's going to laugh. There's just two things okay. to really be candid. The postmortem, and I haven't had the postmortem with Tiffany, AKA number two, because she's preparing to go away on vacation. And she made it very clear that she wanted no communication about the show until she came back next week. Okay. So, <laughs> because she knows me, I would immediately, yeah. well, come on, are you ready? We need to do a postmortem. Let's talk. <laughs> please, please. If you value our friendship, talk to me next week. So I've <laughs> abided by that, but 
since she was part of the email drip, she did respond in a red congratulations. And I just went, I'm keeping this one sentence because I, I, I know I'm not allowed to communicate to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the two things I immediately learned and actually Tiffany shared one of them was I think, well, I don't think I know. I will have a sign on my front desk that reads that we are doing a raffle slash giveaway and what the monetary value is. Oh, now here's the, here's the good news for everyone I spoke to. It was part of my pitch. Mm -hmm. So, so anyone I spoke to, I got the email capture, Good, but to literally have that sign, maybe particularly for those individuals in which it gets too crowded and they walk by and they grab a flyer, they see that maybe they decide to stay, maybe they come back. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Okay, and we can good. do that. That's that's easy. That's <laughs> an easy tweak. Absolutely. And then the other one, I'm sure everyone's gonna laugh. We needed three bags of candy. We only had one. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are good takeaways. Those are good takeaways. And if if that is all, if those are the biggest lessons learned, then it sounds like this was a very successful show for you. And I'm Thank sure you. that if we dug in even more, and one thing I'll just say is you were saying that you should have a sign there and maybe you have one more, one more method for someone who's walking by and the three of you are already engaged in conversation for them to leave their, their, their contact information for you instead of if, if they do not have the opportunity to stick around because their bride is dragging them to the next booth and the groom is like, Hey, I want to talk to this guy and give them a way for, for them to, for you to contact them. So you just gave me a great idea. I'm not the biggest proponent of these, but it would happen at the desk, set up a QR code for the sign oh, yeah. up form. There you go. There, there we go. go. Absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, overall, let me give you your, was this a success for you? Was it not a success for you? Or is, is the jury still out? The jury, the jury is still out. I certainly want to do the show next year, but I feel minimally I need to have four orders. Now, we all know my goal is 36. Mm -hmm. If I did one order, I would, I would make money. Not a lot, but one order I would. But again, I really have to validate, you know, particularly, listen, next year, candidly, I'll have to pay Tiffany. She sure. will not do this out of the goodness, out of her heart, nor should she. So, and to me, if she was here at the podcast interview, she would go, well, I don't even know. You know, you need to learn this on your own. <laughs> but I could have never put that together, ever, ever. In addition, what I am curious about is they have a winter show. If I get the numbers I want for this June show, then to me immediately, okay, then I have to earmark a budget for the following June. But then I'd like to see if I could do the winter show. The winter show is a two-dayer. If I get those four orders within a quarter's time, then it's worth it. And then I endeavor to get the remaining 32. So, and you know, and I know, much less your listening audience, doing that type of show every year, it's a new crew every year. So right. I would like this to be part of my rotation, so to speak. And if you do it right, then maybe the one show can fuel you and fill up your calendar for a good chunk of the year. 
So, that's what I want. That's what I and want. And that's wow. You know, that's something that that's the power of trade shows right there. Getting the right people in front of you, a lot of them in a short period of time. If you do it right, you can fuel your sales for an entire year or or a good chunk of time. Let's put it that way. Every every company's gonna be a little bit different. Reginald, any final thoughts? No, I just, you know, I just want to say again, I want to thank you so much. You know, particularly at a very short, expansive time, your willingness to give advice. Again, we met through a referral. I really appreciate that. I literally came came out from the cold and you were really had a willingness to embrace me, advise me, guide me. And to reiterate, you never walk alone. So, you know, my success, you're a part of that success. So let's, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. And let's see what happens. Absolutely. Well, it has been an honor to to talk with you and, and get your thoughts and your feedback and allow me to, to give my advice as well. And I'm excited to maybe to touch base in 60 or 90 days and see where you're at. See how you're going on that road to 36 and give everybody a, a little bit of a, an update at some point down the road. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. And for anybody who's listening, you want to do something like this? Would you like to come on, do a little coaching, give a before and after? Send me an email, jim at tradeshowu.biz, or go right to the right to the website at tradeshowletteru.biz and click on that contact page and, and reach out. I would love to, love to talk to you and love to have you on. But Reginald, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and, and your energy and your passion. I love it. I love what you're doing. Guys need you. you. Having having been a, a wedding consultant in a former life, yeah. I, know, I know that guys need you. And it's just, like you said, this is the bride's industry. And the grooms need a little love and they need a little TLC and the brides appreciate it. I'm sure more than, more than they could ever imagine. So it's a win. It's a, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you again, Reginald. I appreciate it. And everyone continue to come back here on campus each week at trade show. You keep learning, keep getting better, keep growing. We'll see you next time.